Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. So I thought we were going to talk at the beginning here about your tweet that went viral a little bit, talking about some positive charts that have happened in Llama Life. So yeah, mm -hmm. how's that going? Yeah, really well. So it wasn't a tweet that I planned and we'll link the tweet in the show notes, but the tweet you're talking about is this chart that I posted showing our conversion from people on the free plan converting to paid. And I guess it's kind of like a key metric that a lot of people focus on. And if you don't focus on it, you, you definitely should focus on it. Mm -hmm. But you, you want the conversion to be as high as possible, obviously from free plan to paid. And we weren't planning to post it, but we just looked at this chart and we noticed that it had gone up from z almost like 1%, less than a year ago, it was about 1% conversion. And now it's gone up to 15, which is amazing. Like that's a really big jump for something like conversion. And so then we started looking into it a bit more going, you know, what, what actually caused that? And we've been trying to do all these little incremental improvements over time. And we couldn't really pinpoint a single thing. So I guess that's like the big learning for me is that there's not like one magic solution. It was like a lot of different things and a lot of effort in a lot of different areas. I, yeah. So not even just one area, it's like all over the place, like SEO, onboarding, marketing, social media, it's all these different things and they've all contributed. But if you looked at it in isolation, you'd be like, oh, maybe that just did a little bit, but they all add up and it was a really nice moment for us, like the team to go, hey, like all our efforts are paying off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I decided to put a, a post on Twitter, didn't plan it. I just kind of went, okay, well, I guess I should explain what caused this because I know people are going to look at it going, oh, what did you do? <laughs> right. I'm always a little bit hesitant to, to share like, what did we do? Because I don't think it's necessarily repeatable for other businesses. Like it's, there's so much context that's missing and there is context missing with this tweet thread as well. Like you just can't mm -hmm. put it all in there. So I, I always get a bit worried, like people are going to just try and do exactly the same thing and expect the same results. And it just, if you do that, like that, it never works. Like there's always tweaks you need to make for your own business. Mm -hmm. I, I just see it all the time. People try and replicate stuff and you're probably going to get disappointed if you do it exactly the same. Yeah. So we kind of went through that and just posted a thread on the stuff that we'd done and yeah, just was super satisfying for me because like I said, we, it was almost like a bit of a review us going, Hey, here's all the things we did and it all paid off. Right. Right. And now, now the key is, can we maintain that 15%? It kind of reminds me, I have that similar thing for my newsletter where a lot of advice out there and kind of seeing what other people have done to, you know, to grow their newsletter or to monetize their newsletter, like just doesn't really apply to me. Like, the way my newsletter works is like such a different, you know, like you said, there's so much context of like how my newsletter works, what my, you know, readers kind of expect and what my own goals of the newsletter are totally different than what a lot of other newsletters are. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, I have a huge percentage of my users that are free and that's partly because like my newsletter is advocacy in a way. And so there's like a lot of people that read it because like, Maybe they have, you know, they're married to somebody that has ADHD and so they want to know more about it. And so that's why they're subscribed and things like that. And because there's like this advocacy angle, like my goal with the newsletter isn't like monetize or get out of here. Like <laughs> my goal isn't to have 100% paid users, which even though that would be uh, very financially beneficial for me. But I know like that's not the goal. The goal is that it can continue to be something that is shared with others while also being able to be kind of you know, sustainable and helping me 
be able to prioritize putting more time into it and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that context, especially for people that are beginning, it's really easy to just look at a strategy that someone else did and then try it and be like, why didn't it work for me? And there's so much more you have to consider with your own context for that. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's still worth reading some of that stuff. But yes, like Mm -hmm. you said, you always just have to go, well, does that apply to me and my business and what, what might be different or what can I, what can I adapt from that? What can I take out of it and adapt? But if you follow step by step, yeah, you're kind of going to get disappointed. Yeah. It's kind of, I think like threads like that and uh, not speaking to yours specifically, but just like people kind of sharing their story of something they did. I think that's really helpful to get ideas Mm-hmm. Just not use it as like a blueprint, like yeah. use that as like, okay, that's an interesting idea. And now outside of the context of that guide or story or whatever, like, hey, this idea, would that possibly make sense? Or could I adjust that for my own business or app or newsletter or whatever the thing might be? Yeah, yeah. I And I, you know, it really irks me as well, because I see these threads that, and I think it just depends how it's phrased, but I see a lot of threads like this and they say, here's the exact steps I did Ugh. or here's the exact steps I took. And, mm-hmm. and they're implying, that is implying if you take these same steps, you will have the same result. So I was very careful about that. So I said, here's some stuff that we did that helped. <laughs> they kind of just phrased it like that. But I've seen right. people go like, for the exact steps I did, like see below, like here's exactly what we did. And I'm like, that sends the wrong message. And Yeah, I, I hate but, that. There's so often yeah. that people will like, there's like the templates, that, so, you know, 98% of people are doing this wrong. Here's how you should do oh, it. Or this that. is the way to do it. And it's so just like, I don't know, like BuzzFeed garbage, oh. just like not actually useful. But those threads blow up. Mm-hmm. And it always makes me sad when they blow up because I'm like, <laughs> all these people, are they thinking that this is going to just change, you know, their business? Are they going to, mm-hmm. are they just thinking like this is the solution? And it's like, it's so not. But um, yeah, I really try and stay away from that. I think I even said somewhere in my thread, sort of like your mileage might vary, like take what works (laughs) for you, like try and, you know, try and adapt it for what works for you. Well, outside of just like the tweet itself, like that's awesome that you, you know, the, all the work you've been putting into Llama Life has been paying off, like getting that numbers, like really, Mm. really great to get there, especially, um, I think we've talked about on the show, but I know you said before, like when you switched to free, like there was a big drop in that number. And so there was a lot of work building kind of back up to that. And that's pretty awesome that, you know, kind of the journey that we've talked through on the podcast, like all those things kind of adding up to making that difference and getting that number to a more uh, sustainable or healthy uh, place has been awesome. Yeah, because the free plan is important to us because the goal of Llama Life is to try and help as many people as possible mm-hmm. to increase their focus. And our theory is in, in order to do that, we, we want some kind of free offering because not everyone can afford to, to do a paid plan. Like we still think we're quite, we think we're reasonably affordable, but everybody's situation is different. So we want them to have as little barrier as possible to try the product. Right. But yeah, it was a real, it was a very stressful time when we introduced the free plan. So this was back in, it was less than a year ago, because like you said, our conversion just dropped and we got hit from both ends. So we had paid customers that were, you know, they're currently paying for the product and they said, oh, you've got a free version now. I'm going to cancel. So we lost Mm. that revenue. And then we had people coming in going, oh, you have a free plan. I don't need the paid plan. So we really took it from both ends and we're like, oh my gosh, our conversion just 
completely dropped. Like we have a really crazy graph where it's just dropped to 1%, like a steep decline. And in, in my, like in my heart, I'm like, oh my God, like I want to help people. Also, I need to run the, I need to run a business. (laughs) Right. I don't want to kill the business. I can't help help you if the business doesn't (laughs) exist at all because like no revenue. So there was this moment where I thought maybe I made the wrong decision, but then we kind of, we committed to it and we said, the goal now is to see if we can make that work. Hence all, all the work that's been put in, you know, from that price change till now. And it does seem like it's paying off. Now the goal is to try and keep it at that level. Right. Yeah. You got to sustain that sustain number. Sustain that number. Experiment with kind of other things as you go forward and mm-hmm. like pulling the levers, you know, twisting the knobs and then keeping that number like afloat at that certain. Exactly. Because yeah. when it's afloat and steady, it's much easier to make decisions because you can expect a certain number of signups or revenue coming in and then you can decide what to do from there. And I guess on the other side of it, so that this is conversion, right? Free to paid. We also managed to reduce our churn, which is amazing. Like for a typical SaaS, you want your churn to be less than 7%. This is kind of the number that I've heard floating around. Like when you talk to investors as well, you definitely want it to be under 7%. So churn being the people that you lose, right? Like so is that, is that on a monthly basis? Is that how that percentage is figured yeah, out? Yeah, we look at it per month because we have a monthly plan and an annual plan. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a lot of annual plan subscribers, that's going to affect it a little bit too. Like your churn's probably going to be a little bit better because people have signed up for a year. So you've got to take that into consideration. Generally, we look at it every month, like what's our, what's our churn? And I guess you could say like for an annual plan, like every month, you're still going to get people from an annual plan a year ago, potentially churning. But we look at it every month and we managed to get our churn down from like it was around 8% and we got it down to about three, it sort of hovers between three and 4%. So that's great. Like, so we've fixed both ends, right? We've got the conversion going up, now it's 15% and we've got the churn going down. I feel like we're really tuning the model to a place where it's more sustainable, and it's not there yet. We're definitely not there. Right. But we are definitely getting better. Yeah, it's like all these little tweaks. There actually just recently Substack added like a new uh, chart that kind of shows they they don't label it churn, they label it retention, so it's kind of like the reverse of churn, like how yep. many people are staying as paid. Yep. And that's been really fascinating because that data wasn't there before and I you know, I probably could have like figured it out if I was looking, if I wanted to, but I ha- I wasn't. So now that I have this, it's really interesting to sort of see, like I can look at the different months that people signed up and what percentage of retention I'm having from every one of those month, mm-hmm. months, which is really helpful to kind of have a picture of like, oh, I did this big thing in February that got a, new, a lot of new paid subscribers, but then I can see the next month or whatever when they started to drop off. And I love having charts and stats and stuff like that (laughs) to be able to look at and just sort of like, I don't know if it's always informing me the best, but it feels like it is. And it just sort of like, it helps me feel like I'm making more informed decisions. Yeah, I agree. I do that with my personal stuff as well. I mean, you and I talked about this a bit, you know, off air, but we were talking about the aura ring and, you know, it's a, it's a smart ring that tracks your sleep. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about the charts with that. And I love seeing like the data but I suppose in that instance, the main thing is like it changes my behavior and it and it kind of hasn't. It kind of hasn't. <laughs> I've been wearing my ring for like three years and I can see all the data and I'm sort of, my sleep hasn't really changed that much, but I still enjoy 
I still enjoy having it. <laughs> Sorry, we're yeah. going on a tangent here, but <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I so your reason probably you're partly bringing it up because I we've been talking about it offline because I just ordered mine, and hopefully it helps inspire some change uh, for me. But yeah, part of it is definitely the appeal of like I want to know those stats, and like I have the Apple Watch, but because it the charge isn't that great on it. I just, I char- charge it at night and I used to use it for sleeping and then I'd try to charge it in the day and it, there was just never a good enough routine. So I kind of stopped doing that. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited to have uh, the, the aura ring to uh, hopefully actually inspire change, but also I just want to see the pretty charts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess one thing is at least I'm maintaining it. Like I'm not going mm-hmm. backwards. And you're learning from it too, I'm sure. It constantly reminds me that I'm trying to improve. I guess I'm, it makes me more aware, self-aware mm-hmm. about sleep. It's a net positive still, I think. Like overall, I, I think it's a good good thing to have. I have this weird thought that happens a lot where I am, and I think it's probably related to ADHD, but I'll be up at night and it'll be like, I don't know, like 12.30 and I'm like doing nothing and I feel tired. I'm like, I should go to bed. But part of me, even though I know that it matters, part of me feels like, what am I going to gain by going to bed? If I go to bed now, I'm still going to wake up tired because I usually do. And so it just feels like I'm giving up this time that I could do something right now at one in the morning. Yeah. Like I know that that's not true, Mm -hmm. but in the moment it still sort of feels true. Like it feels like, like in that moment, I feel like if I go to sleep right now, it's not actually going to make a difference. And maybe it wouldn't with that one day, but using something like the aura ring, I could see a little bit more. Actually, it reminds me, there's this other app, I think it's called Rise, that it shows you like your sleep debt. And I find that idea really interesting. And again, that's like another pretty chart that I haven't done anything with, but I'm hoping to kind of like, you know, all these powers combined help motivate some change by seeing seeing this data but that but i love the idea of the the rise where it shows your sleep debt because then i can see that and know that like well of course one night of good sleep isn't going to fix everything because it says i have i don't know like 13 hours of sleep debt and so like it's going to take more than one night of healthy sleep to kind of uh, get that into better recovery and aura ring has something called the readiness score which Mm. kind of can i'm not sure exactly the algorithm but it's I know it combines sort of your activity from the previous day and it looks like at your pattern of sleep over a few days mm-hmm. and it and it tells you like, okay, well, here's how ready you should be today to face the day. And and so the funny thing is you kind of know, right? Like when you wake up, you know, oh, I feel refreshed or I feel tired. Mm-hmm. So you do already know like your readiness for the day, but it, it does help in a way to see the number. So that's what I look at when I first wake up. I'm, I'm, I look at that readiness score and that just gives me an idea that, you know, over, over the past week, I've probably been doing quite well in terms of sleeping because my readiness is up. And, and I, I guess that's the key thing. It's not just for that day. It's, it takes into account a few days before that. Right, right. Anyway, I do like my aura ring and I've had one for a while and I still, I still wear it. So I guess that's a testament to that. I think this is this is another case of uh, watch this space because I'll be getting my ring soon <laughs> and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to report back and talk about how it's fixed my entire uh, sleep situation. And, and you know, you the fact that you're getting <laughs> a ring, it kind of makes me, it sort of has reinvigorated like my interest 
in mm. my ring as well. Like, because mm-hmm. after a while, like you sort of get into a habit, right? And you're sort of just wearing it and wearing it. But the now novelty that goes away. The novelty goes away a little bit. But now that you're getting one, I'm like, oh, I'm going to check my stats a bit more and, and have mm-hmm. a look again. And I mean, maybe this is, we could probably say it now, like we've also been talking about doing a gear episode mm-hmm. and, and maybe the aura ring sort of feeds into that too. And, and the gear episode is just more about us just kind of talking about this, the gear that we use, like what sort of laptop or phone or watch or everyday carry, that kind of thing. And Yeah, so we're, we're probably going to be doing that soon. I, I'm really excited to talk about that stuff because I I always love when other like podcasts do that or like when you see like a website will do like, you know, it'll do it'll be like an interview with some like designer and then like here's all the stuff they use. And it's mm-hmm. like always fun to kind of nerd out going through all that different stuff. So, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk a little because like I think both of us we've used a lot of stuff and like different gear for you know whatever it is like computers or all all that sort of stuff and so we there's a story behind why we use certain things and there's like a passion there and so and and that's what I always love hearing with other gear like coverage like why does someone use this it's not just like oh they picked this out randomly it's like there's a story behind why this is useful for them Mm-hmm. And yeah, I always love that stuff. So that'll be, that'll be fun. And hopefully like, I think we'll be doing that soon and we'll see if the aura makes a, an impact makes to it. make it on my list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what else have you, what else have you been doing this week? Yeah. So I, I've been working on the side app with my buddy and I'll just go ahead and talk about what it is. It's based on, we don't have a website for signing up for it or anything yet, but it's based on an idea I I tweeted about this like I think like a year ago and then I kind of made a dummy app and then didn't really do anything with it. And we're sort of like re-digging up that idea. And it's basically the because because I've had ADHD and it affects like my memory and there's like the whole out of sight, out of mind. It makes me I feel like sometimes I'm not very good at being a friend because I just sort of like forget about people that I'm not staying in contact with. And so I wrote this thread and we'll kind of we'll link it in the show notes, but it's basically about like, I want, what I want is an app that helps me be a better friend that helps remind me to stay in contact with someone helps me remember details about them. So, cause like, I'll forget like people like, Oh, I think he has, he has two kids, right? Is it, does he have two daughters? How old are they? There's like all that stuff where I have nowhere to like keep that. And so the idea at its core is sort of like, you know, a personal CRM and there's other apps that do this and I've tried them and I don't like them. (laughs) So there's, that's, that's partly the motivation. I think we talked a little bit about that last week where there's like, what is it that I don't like about these other versions and what can we do that makes it good for me, which means it'll make it, you know, useful for another subset of people that are similar to me. And so there's kind of that idea of like scratching your own itch and that being, you know, which is how like you created Llama Life sort of like for that. And then it turns out like that's really useful for a lot of other people too. Aside from the idea, I love what you just said about the scratching your own itch and just that there's room in the market for more products or iterations of products or or, or a niche of a product. Because yeah, with Llama Life, if you look at it on the surface, if someone goes, hey, do you want to make a new like timer app or to-do list app? Most people are like, no, like they'll say there's too many. Like, why would you want to do that? Right. And if I heard that and I never started, I wouldn't be in this position now. And we've basically, I don't know, I was talking to, to um, the person I work with about this and we were saying in a way we've kind of dressed up a timer app. Like 
at its core, it works as a timer and you have a task, tasks with timers, basically. Mm -hmm. And that exists. Microsoft even have it built into the operating system now. But it's so boring. Like somebody (laughs) sent it to me the other day and I was like, they go, go, oh, this can compete with Llama Life. I'm like, no, this is so boring. Like (laughs) I don't even want to look at this. But yeah, anyway, so I'm sort of I'm sort of straying from the point. But the point is like I love that you are like, yeah, personal CRM, they exist, but not in the way I want them to exist. Yeah, and so there's we're very early. So like to start out, it's pretty basic. Like it probably is gonna, you know, because you have to build your the basic like address book. So you're just having being able to add people to kind of your directory and adding their information and stuff like that. And then we're sort of, so we've been working on that for a while and then that's getting pretty sound. And then we're sort of like, okay, well, we want to be able to track interactions so that I can log like, oh, I went and grabbed lunch with my buddy, Brandon. I want to be able to like log that because I, I have, again, I have ADHD. I'm going to forget that. And then I'm going to be like, when did we have lunch? Was that like a month ago? Was that a, a year ago? Like that time, it just all becomes hazy and I can't really track that. So that's one thing that we've already added that so you can kind of track those interactions. Mm-hmm. And then I ha- I kind of inspired from our talk last week, we were talking about the Clear app and how they're kind of doing some fun stuff with like themes. And then we talked a little bit about possibly Llama Life doing that with cards, like the card back. That sort of got me thinking of, it would be fun if there was a view in this app that kind of was like a character card, like almost like a Pokemon card or like something like that. And so you had kind of this fun view of like different cards that people are in inside of your app. And then that made me think, well, well, we could do the same, same sort of thing where you could unlock, like if you're using the app, like maybe you've logged so many interactions or whatever, or you've added so many people. I don't know what it is yet, like what that sort of like, quote unquote, achievement system would be, but something you do in the app and then it's like, boom, hey, you've unlocked a new card theme or maybe there's even like a completely different, like maybe it's just like colors, but maybe it's also like slightly different layout or design, you know, stuff like that. And so I kind of have like all these ideas in my head, like that would make it fun to use because that was Mm. one thing I found with some of the other personal CRM apps is there that sort of like delightful fun thing wasn't there it felt very and some of them are very sharply designed like they don't look like bad they just didn't feel very fun to use and so that's something that for me like it's got to be fun or I'm not going to use it exactly and so I don't want to make an app that's just going to be like someone signs up and says wow this will be really useful and then never looks at it again like I want it to feel good and fun and like delightful to use because both of us have ADHD I feel like that fun aspect is just so much more it's so top of mind. Like when you were just speaking about it, then I'm thinking the same thing. Like everything I do, it has to be, has to be fun, has to be fun, has to be fun, has to be interesting, has to be like exciting, has to create right. dopamine, has to create a feeling because I'm so obsessed with that. I feel like that's an angle. I feel like it's a, an angle for any app. It's mm-hmm, not just, mm-hmm. it looks nice. That's not enough. Looks nice is not enough for me. <laughs> and and I also think a lot of apps look the same nowadays because so many people use design templates. So we don't really use a design template. We just do it. We just design it for whatever we want to look like and make it fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think I like I like what you're saying. I agree with everything that you're saying. And, um, yeah, we'll be super excited to see 
what this looks like. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get, we definitely want to, we're trying to get users in there as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's not right now, it's only local dev. So it's like, there's not even anywhere anyone could use it. But the goal is definitely to get there quickly so that we can have kind of early users trying it out and also kind of providing some feedback of like, what is what is working? What's interesting? What isn't? What do they think is missing? And all that sort of stuff. So hopefully, hopefully on a not too distant future episode, I can sort of like talk about a place you can go to sign up and we can get sort of that early feedback going. But I'm really excited. Like I... That was sort of like a, I think I was kind of recapturing something that I was excited about a year ago and then kind of faded because I was doing other stuff. And so now that we're like actively building this thing, I'm getting excited again. And like, this is going to, I'm excited for it to help me and for it to just like fill that, like that niche that wasn't, that I wasn't getting from the other apps because I tried the other apps and there was definitely that like, this doesn't work for me. Why doesn't it work? And part of it is just like, it's just boring. It feels like a spreadsheet. And so how can we make this app not feel like a spreadsheet is definitely kind of the goal. I'm definitely keen to, if you need like a beta user or whatever, (laughs) because I've tried, I've tried not to make an app for personal CRM, but I've tried to do personal CRMs before. And I tried to do mine in Notion and I just couldn't maintain it. And and part of it for me was, so Notion's great because it's so customizable. So I thought I'd be able to, to make it how I wanted. But I think the key thing for me is that like it wasn't easy enough to enter the information. Because mm-hmm. I need to be able to enter it whenever and super quick and also fun. But I just kept forgetting to update it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, then it's useless because cause I can't remember. When I go to it, I'm like, oh, I, I'm sure I met them at least one more time between when I last updated this, but I forgot to capture it. And I forgot what they told me. And yeah, now my bad friend. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I've done like the same thing. Like I, it's almost like this recurring thing that I'm trying to solve. Cause I, that personal CRM, like I tried to do it in Rome Research way back when I was using that. I tried to do it in, uh, what's the other one? Obsidian, I've tried to do it in Notion. I tried to do it in Tana, like all of these like sort of like personal knowledge management apps. Like I jumped in there and then I'm like, okay, I want to organize people. Like I want to have that like personal database of like these people that are important to me and Mm -hmm. I want to remember to kind of like stay in contact and it hasn't clicked. So that's definitely kind of the, the nut we're trying to crack here. Like how can we make it click? Because that desire for something like that is there. And a lot of people, like a lot of people want this to work. And for some reason, whatever it is like that, apps that exist haven't clicked for for me and for you and for a lot of people and so what what is it that will make that work because it's like the desire is there like Mm -hmm. i want this i know i want this to work and i just we just have to kind of figure out what will make it uh work that way so i'm excited where we're going and kind of figuring that out yeah i think like you said the, the desire is there like the problem is there and I suppose you also need to figure out like how big is the problem and will people pay for it? Mm-hmm. But, but the problem is there. And and a really good example is just even on this, on on our recording now, um, so we always do a pre-chat. Like we, we sort of, our pre-chats always go for a long time. It's so funny. But we always, <laughs> we always intend to do like a, a little quick pre-chat and we say, hey, what are we going to talk about this episode? But I, I just noticed like on this pre-chat and, and even all the other ones, how many times do we say to each other, oh, hey, have I told you this? I can't remember. Did <laughs> right. I tell you this? 
And that, like, that's another part of the personal CRM for me is like, I need to remember who I told stuff to because I often tell like multiple people the same things because I'm giving them an update on whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't remember. Did I tell you this? Like you and I said this like five times or something in our pre-chat. Hey, did I, I can't remember. Did I tell you this before or was it someone else? And so that would be helpful to have the personal CRM for that. Yeah, there is sort of like, this would definitely not be like, this is not me promising features because you're not, okay, I know okay. you're not supposed to do that. But somewhere down the road, it would be cool if this app had some way of like, oh, your tweet, your Twitter DMs and your text messages and your other, like those messages are available in here. Like, I don't know what that would look like. And maybe you could even send from there. Like, I don't know what that would look like, but having them sort of accessible there together could be a really cool feature somewhere down the road. And that's like a million things to figure out. It just reminded me of something and I can't remember the name of this product and I think it doesn't exist anymore or it got bought Mm. by LinkedIn. But basically what it was, um, it somehow linked your calendar and your LinkedIn. And the, the, the purpose of this product was if you're about to do a meeting with someone not an internal meeting, like an external meeting, you're meeting someone new, it would know that from your Google Calendar and it would say, all right, let me go check LinkedIn and let me check other things too, like Twitter or whatever. And then it would email you a summary of, okay, you're about to meet this person. They tweeted this in the last 24 hours yeah, and yeah, yeah. They, here's, um, they've also worked at these places and you have these connections in common. So it will give you this summary to prepare you for your meeting. Yeah. And it was very timely and very relevant because it was hooked up with a calendar and it had other data sources into it. And like, I can't remember what it was called. I feel like it started with C, <laughs> but I'm also sure that it got bought. Like I know it doesn't mm. exist now, it got bought and I'm pretty sure LinkedIn bought them. But anyway, it reminded me of that. Yeah, there's definitely, that's another thing that we've talked about. And I think we have, you know, like a card somewhere, like being able to have like context for like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while and I want to. And whatever hopefully the app would be able to connect with things like that to be able to potentially give you additional context like this is all super early but like maybe like oh you know that they live in chicago and maybe there's like a couple of news things related with chicago or the current weather in chicago or Mm -hmm. i don't know what it all is yet but some sort of like being able to yeah connect with stuff like that and like oh they recently tweeted about this or hey you in your calendar you did lunch with them like three weeks ago or something like that to just sort of like, cause all that stuff right now, what happens is like, oh, I'm meeting my, you know, I'm meeting up with my friend, Lisa. I'm gonna go through email, like I'm manually doing this. I'm like checking, when did we last chat on email? Um, oh, that's right, we said this thing. And did I tweet reply with her? Like, like you're kind of like manually checking all these things, or I am anyway, to like provide that context of like, what was my last interaction with this person? So I'm kind mm-hmm. of up to date and ready to talk with them. So I don't look like, you know, I'm like trying to prevent from looking like an idiot and not mentioning the fact that we, you know, talked three weeks ago because I forgot about it. And so hopefully like the idea would be that eventually like this app could provide that context to help out in that scenario. And I'm, I'm super excited for that because again, it'll help me out a lot. And this is, yeah, I'm just very excited for it. <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I can see that the spark as well, like it's sort of filling a gap because you, you wanted something to build and 
you've got your other projects, obviously, but you kind of wanted to get stuck into like, I want to build something. Yeah, create, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A technical product. Like you've obviously building other things like your newsletter and stuff, but you wanted like a technical thing to like get stuck into. So yeah, exciting, exciting times. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Cool. Well, uh, we're about time, so let's wrap it up. And I'm excited, hopefully, to chat about WWDC happening next week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. who knows what wild thing Apple's going to announce. It sounds like maybe a VR headset, which I don't know if Apple's going to be able to get people excited about that or not. But I think we'll have a better idea about that next week. So hopefully we can chat about that some. Sounds good. Have a good week. Yeah, you too. See you.